a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know, one thing I observed from our interviews with the Wisconsin business owners and their pivot during the pandemic is their grit, Iganas, to keep the community healthy. Yeah, I heard how they wanted to keep healthy for both our community and their economy. Exactly. People can get that information they need to make that decision at vaccines.gov. Hello, friends and family. Thank you so much for joining us for the Wisconsin Business Pandemic Pulse podcast. Wow, isn't that a mouthful, friends? <laughs> it is. Today I have Myra Linares in the house. She is yeah. from, yes, from ML Photography photo and film and film okay that's new i was it <laughs> this is stuff that we're discovering about each other right now yeah and so welcome friends to um, our podcast wisconsin pandemic pulse podcast where we are talking to business owners all around the state in particular black and latina business owners and how what is their pandemic story what did they do to survive how is vaccination an important value for them in their business to continue what have they done to um you know, survive the pandemic as a business, as a family, as a unit, as a human, <laughs> all <laughs> those things I want to know. And what kind of tips from, from the, from surviving this, you know, lower amounts of business, perhaps during the pandemic, how, what did you guys say? What were those tips? We're going to dig into all of that in this conversation with Myra Linares, who I have been friends with on Instagram <laughs> since the beginning of the pandemic. I think we've only ever met each other like once in person, uh, mm-hmm. pretty much. And so anyways, take it away, Myra, tell us about ML photo and film. Hi. Well, thank you so, so much for um, inviting me. I love the work that you do, the work that you do with Midwest Mujeres. I am so excited, so pumped because one of the things that I want to do is connect with the community, um, especially community that I left. Once I, I kind of take you through how I got where I am right now, a big part of it was growing up in Madison and then leaving. So kind of coming back and reconnecting, I'm just so excited that there's a huge Latin community and that, you know, I get to be a part of this, the space that you are creating and sharing. So thank you so, so much. I'm really excited. 
Absolutely. Myra, tell me, when did you get started with your business with MF on Film? So, um, it's a whirlwind. I, um, before Isn't it 20- always? <laughs> it always <laughs> so before 2019, I was, um, in Mexico city. I was working as an outreach coordinator for the Fulbright commission down there. I, as a Fulbrighter myself was, it was a kind of an easy transition. I, you know, uh, it was my first job out of grad school. Um, and that was, it was a great job for two, three years. Then come 2019, my husband and I, we were like, well, we want to start a family and we want to, you know, kind of take the next steps in, in the sort of life journey that we have together. And so we thought it was the best idea to come back to Madison, where both my family is, where his family is. And oh, his family's from here too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We both uh, grew up here. And so this is this is home for us um, after being away. So I left in 2007, 2008. Yeah, 2007 to go uh, to college in Mexico. And so basically since 2007, I hadn't fully lived here in Madison, like maybe a summer, maybe a year here and there. Um, So when I came back in 2019, I was really excited to... Like um, 10 years, like pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Like it was a different Madison completely. Oh yeah. Um, From 2007 to 2019. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Completely different. Some things have happened. Well, my daughter was born during that time though. (laughs) True. So yeah, we came back and I was like, I, you know, photo is what I do. Film is what I do. I, you know, I can, I can start freelancing here. And so, you know, life happens and all of a sudden I'm pregnant and <laughs> which, you know, great. Cause that was kind of the point of moving back. So I decided to, this is, you know, mid 2019, figure out who my client is, who, where my market is, kind of get everything ready and together so that by the time I am out of um, postpartum and have given myself a little maternity leave, I can like, you know, get in there fully. Right. But then the pandemic happened. And this is, we're talking March 2020 now. I maybe have had, you know, a handful of clients, but nothing like, you know, just just the beginnings of what this is. Yeah. So the pandemic hits and I'm like, well, now what? Like, you know, we were all in lockdown. that right now, what? Yeah. Like, this business that I have that, that, you know, is its basis is connecting with people and being with people and like in close proximity, the pandemic just like didn't allow for that. And it didn't allow for that for a really long time. Yeah, It really shifted. I, you know, I I had just started to dip my feet into, you know, having a small business and then I had to completely change the dynamic. So then that meant, all right, I have a small child and, you know, we need to bring in some money. This is still what I really want to do. So I start looking for other clients out there, more corporate clients instead of like your families, your nonprofits or smaller organizations. I went and wanted to look for like a corporate client where I could just have maybe a little bit more stability. So that was, I think, the first kind of big, big change for me was maybe shifting my uh, site aside from this freelancer job to looking for something more stable. Okay. Um, so just changing your audience, like your targeted um, buyer or whatever they're called, the, those uh, <laughs> yeah, targeted buyer, I guess. So that's interesting. Yeah. So the pandemic made you think about like, hey, um, one-on-one freelancing might not be my thing. I'm looking for a, maybe it's a corporate, a client that 
that's going to give me more money at a one shot, but it might also have other restrictions, right? Because they'll yeah. be having like branding guidelines so versus like a person might be really open to like having a picture wherever, dressed in wherever, mm-hmm. or maybe more guided by you. Because I know for me, when yeah. I'm a photographer, I'm like, seriously, it's whatever you want to do. Like, that's how I can tell like a photographer from like a seasoned one to like somebody that's kind of just starting out because they're mm-hmm. the ones that are starting out are like whatever you want i'm like yo i don't know whatever <laughs> like i'm not the one like yeah. you need to be the one that knows everything in this situation i <laughs> it's like i'll dress nice you even tell me what color dress i'll be there but uh-huh. anything else as far as like places lady all that kind of stuff i'm like i'll just tell you the same old places that you already know but like what to how to position ourselves all of that and i've had a, quite a few conversations with photographers i feel i'm spoiled because i only go to <laughs> couple that are my friends and I tell you it's just such a different world when I'm dealing with you know professional ones that I've been doing it for a long time to people who are just starting to do it I think there's like that difference right yeah yeah there's really a difference because one wants you to direct them and the other one is more like okay this is how it's done like they know mm-hmm. what kind of customer I am <laughs> I'm like that's the the thing. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know you have your customers that they just want someone to help them execute the vision that they have in their in their head that they just can't like fully um you know create and then you have your other clients that are like I just want to look nice and I trust you so make me look nice yeah so it's it's I think it's definitely kind of you know talking and approaching each client as a different different project and helping them create what they want at the end of the day yes yeah it really is it really is and having like those um, discussions up front, I think, is so important, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. important. And I, I know just from my own recent experiences with photographers, I just had a major event in my family. There are folks that know how to just, like, cut through the cheese. And then there's the ones that want you to, like, they go into this very... I think it, it's just, it depends. I just think it's, it really just depends who you, you know, you're, yeah. you're confident with, you know, there's all these rules, you know, some people want deposits, some people don't, some people mm-hmm. up front, some people don't. So I think I can understand why during the pandemic you're like, now what? Yeah. And I think those interpersonal relationships that you have with your client, you know, during this, this pandemic where we can't even be at this point, we didn't know if contact, you know, we were not masked, masked, like, it, you know, everything was so new to us. And I just felt kind of safer, just kind of taking a step back, feeling like once this pandemic is figured out and we can move forward, then, you know, maybe I can get new clients. But at, th- at this moment, I need to find something that brings us more stability. Then basically then with this client for almost uh, two years and once... Um, you know, things started opening up back in like 2021 that like summers, I think is when like summer 2021 is when I first then started to, uh, again, have contact with clients like families and, um, events and things like that. And I feel like just now I'm finally starting to like get my feet and on solid ground and, and, um, finally starting to be at a place where I wanted to in 2019. You know, so broad strokes, I think that's basically how the pandemic affected um, my shift. And now I'm shifting back. So, you know, it's I think it's a nice kind of being a freelancer and having these two areas where I feel really comfortable in that I can just kind of flow with how the world ends up moving. Speaking about all these shifts, where did you end up landing? 
when right now or back in like, like 2020? Yeah, like back in, back in 2020. Yes. Yeah. So I landed a client, American Girl became my client. Um, and that's where I started working. I applied for a job as a digital technician, which was basically like file handling photos and just making sure that, you know, technically a photo was like done okay. Yeah. Um, that got me in the door and um, I found a really nice family there of really cool creatives and people that really were just invested in in creating anything from just pho- photography for like e-commerce to um, stop motion animation to product videos. And fortunately, I was able to kind of work in a lot of those areas. I worked with the stop motion crew. I worked with the product video crew and I, you know, eventually also became a photographer, became lead video with them in just, you know, a very short span of time. That said, because corporations are corporations, corporations make decisions where, you know, they take their business elsewhere. And so that put a bunch of us who were freelancers and maybe had American Girl as our sole client during this whole time um, back into the world Mm -hmm. of freelancing. And um, so after we were there with them for a while, I am now back and dealing with more clients instead of just focusing on on one specific client. How is that working yeah. now? I mean, how did you feel like given the pandemic, did you and all the restraints that you were working with at this one client, did you feel ever that you had to get vaccinated? I did actually for for me to keep working there, I had to be vaccinated. It was personally though, it was never a like a question for me. Why? Soon, because I don't know if this is just, you know, me growing up um, with my, both my parents who are uh, forestry engineers to, uh, you They're know. what? Engineers? Forestry engineers. They're forest engineers in the forest? Forestry. No, they, so my mom, you know, she is a stay-at-home mom um, now, but she was a forestry engineer and that's where their background is. So like scientists, agriculture and all of that. Um, and my dad went to grad school here at UW, which is why we ended up in Madison. So uh, the scientific background, I think, of my family was like, well, you know, we have our vaporu, but like also get your shot. Oh. <laughs> and for our listeners, that means vapor rub. That is oh, a, right, right. Common, <laughs> it's a very common Mexican like solution to all colds and yes. <laughs> colds, flu, everything, stomach flu. It don't matter. Put some vapor matter. rub on your feet, on your forehead, mm-hmm. on your belly, on your throat, on your neck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just like, okay, well, you know, we've, we've done everything we can, like we've social distance, we've masked, yeah. we've, you know, it's, this is the next step and it's finally out. Cool. Let's get the shot. So it was never a, a question for me. It was, it was the next necessary step, especially when, you know, you're, you're, when community is involved. Well, community, yeah. but it felt, it feels to me like what you're saying is like, this is a family value that was passed on to it's me, to my own parents. Yeah. And given that it was just a really easy compliancy thing, but still you found compliancy in your work. Like you had to get mm-hmm. vaccinated in order to continue working with them. And perhaps, and I, I dare to say, were there other incidences too, where that was kind of questioned or... Yeah. So outside of, you know, that, that one client, I had other clients too, and it was never, I think I probably was more vocal about it than I needed to be. 
maybe. I, in my emails and communications with my clients, I would always say and still say, I am COVID conscious. I am vaccinated. I will be masked. And if I were to bring any assistance, they would also be masked and vaccinated. Um, I would just be really upfront with that. And if a client ever had an issue with it, they would, you know, I would hope that they would say something. But fortunately, I haven't had any client that's, you know, been on the contrary. They were like, oh, okay, no problem. Like you do you. <laughs> you want to be masked? Sure. I'm like, well, it's, you know, I think it's, it's the, you know, I don't know if the right thing to do, if that's the right way to say it. But um, it just feels like what I am comfortable with. With, you know, in this, with. yeah, I think it shows to people that you care about them yeah. and you care about their health and well being. And exp- so, for folks that are just tuning in, I am with Myra Linares, who is the owner of ML Photo and Film, who pretty much started her business right before the pandemic. And then, boom, can't take pictures <laughs> of anybody. Nope. I decided to pivot her clientele to be more corporate. And now we're just talking about just like how she, you know, took that customer service to another level by, by letting her clientele know that she was COVID vaccinated, you know, COVID awareness. And people can go and get their vaccinations at vaccinations.gov if they need to. But, you know, going with what with May, you can follow her on Instagram at May Linares. That's spelled M-A-Y-L-I-N. N-A-R-E-S. And you can find her on Instagram. And we and also in our show notes, you'll see her website. Myra, tell us, where are we now, though, with this baby of yours? Because you had a child, too. I mean, you started a business. You had to, you know, I just want you to know, you're like the second, <laughs> not the third Latina that has been on my show that are talking about, like, babies and businesses. I'm like, yo, where do we find this time? Where do y'all find the time? I mean, seriously, y'all always are, I barely could, like, handle a job and being a single parent. <laughs> I mean, everyone's situation is totally different, but I just love your, your dedication to time management. You must be really good at time. <laughs> I, I am not, but I am married to a German, so <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> You're like, but I'm very to enjoy it. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, but no, I am now, uh, well, this kiddo is now two and a half um, years oh. old. And um, yeah, I am really excited with the clients that I have right now. They're all like local and Madison community based in like families and that makes me really really happy because um i love it again from corporate now back to more Um, one-on-one or was it always just are you still kind of a mix or yeah still kind of a mix i really enjoy taking portraits of people so i don't think that'll ever kind of you know go away from from what i from what i love that's kind of where i started and what i really it's, it's headshots and just portraits are things that I love to shoot. Um, that's not to say that I don't like to have fun shooting other things. And like right now I have a couple other projects with like small businesses in Madison or medium-sized businesses in Madison that I'm really excited to share in the future. So, yeah. That's awesome. You're like, so it sounds like you, you, because of the pandemic, you had some time to think and like, just like really narrow down, like how you were going to cultivate a a corporate client. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I know folks are listening to four tips and a lot of us, some, some of us might be more interested in getting corporate clients. What techniques or what things do you use differently than when going for an individual client? Uh, Network, 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 
like one Sorry of the clients that. I have networking now. events uh yeah even just like reaching out to folks on social media um I am really shy when it comes to you know DMing someone being like I love what you do and so sometimes I will just you know if I if I see that there's someone who is also reaching out then I'll say like, Hey, I also do this in the area. Do you want to grab a cup of coffee or, um, yeah, just, you know, getting your, yourself out there is really hard, but I think it's one of the, the things that has helped me a lot in, in terms of getting clients and just sort of saying like, Hey, I am in your area. This is what I do. And whether that's at networking events or like through DMS or through friends of friends, that's, uh, that's so, you, so you come up with like a way to speak to them talking about their specific corporate needs, you're kind Mm -hmm. of like establishing that circle. Who am I going to talk to, to talk to them Mm -hmm. and into maybe the, I mean, we call them gatekeepers in my world. Right. But you know, the point people, the folks that are going to be able to, you know, some of the, are they decision makers or are they introducers? I think they're, they're always introducers. Um, Maybe one off chances you get someone that um, does make that, or is the lead on the project. And that's nice. But um, often it's someone who knows somebody who knows somebody. And just, you know, like, I had a friend, um, I would love to take, um, I am a huge baseball fan. (laughs) So I've always, you know, loved the Brewers, loved that organization. And I really love what they're doing with like their marketing videos. And so just talking with a friend, this kind of came up and he's like, well, here's an email do you want this email? I'm like, yes, I do want this email. And then from this email, then they're like, well, can you send us, you know, your resume, CV? Sure. And then that gets shifted and then moves somewhere. Maybe it doesn't end up anywhere, but at least now I have an email, I have a contact. And if I want to keep knocking on doors, then that's kind of, you know, that's now a tool that I have in my toolbox to use. But it's always, you know, I feel, I always feel really weird about it um, because it's a, uh, you feel like you're using people, I guess, in a way, but you're not. I don't know. It's, I think it's just me being shy. I think that's a you know? little bit yeah. I mean, I think there's yeah. leveraging that to be had, but I also think there's a return. I mean, you thinking about yeah. your talents are return, are a return on investment. Yes. I mean, for so sure. if anything, yeah. you can talk to them. I'm more interested in what word for word you're saying to them just because like not oh, okay and not that we have to talk about that now. I'm just yeah. joking. Like you yeah, don't yeah, tell yeah. me word for word no, you're, you're copy good. because this is copyrighted information as well, folks. It's stuff that you okay. that we all as business owners learn to write about ourselves and differentiate ourselves to show up in a way that's like cost effective or like desirable because maybe you have this very special training for photography or something like how you know I'm assuming that that's all part of the networking that you're doing you're letting them know your portfolio perhaps all Mm -hmm. of that so it's like it's a little bit different, I think, than when you're dealing with a person because where the person is like, oh, well, what's coming up in your event world? You know, like yeah. birthdays, uh, weddings or who's having a wedding? Who's having a birthday? Let me get on this. You know, so I think yeah. that's a different conversation than what we're doing with corporates. It sounds like with corporations, it's like you, you're talking a little bit about your availability, your resume. Uh, it's a little bit more formal, this network. So when you're saying like it's odd, it is odd, right? Because it's yeah. not personable as Latinos like to be. But uh, I yeah. don't think you're using that. You're not using yeah. that. You're not. I think it, yeah. it's just advertising that's a little bit more targeted, more purposeful, it sounds like. And so given all that, like, how does being a Latina, like, influence all of this? So we talked a little bit about how Latinos are a little bit shy or, like, we're so personable. It's hard to kind of 
speak all the time about like cost effective, like all the words I just said. I know, like, that's yeah. Hard, man. That, that's yeah. something I like it took me years to really learn and understand. But yeah. it's interesting, and, and I think it's very different than how Latinos typically we talk to each other. How Latinos talk to each other is it's just very different. Very different. I think we're we're more community based instead of like very individualistic. So I think that's a it's you know it's two different cultures that are at their opposite ends of the spectrum, kind of coming together to, in in any sort of realm, right? Yes. I'm sorry, I missed the question. <laughs> no, just like I know, just you yeah. just right there. Latina, yeah. being a Latino affected yeah. your. I just I think everything like even networking yeah. marketing that you've been talking about like with corporations that kind of when you were going after them and I pushed you a little bit to find yeah, out yeah. you know how you how you felt about that and you were like you know I feel kind of different about it and I can I totally understand because it's not the way we you're right we're more community invested it's just like it's so much more easier I think to talk about when your wedding is next or when is your next birthday party versus saying well you should go with me as a business because I'm cost effective or I have yeah. this or that special training and that's exactly what you need or something of that sort it's always so it's, it's like it's a little bit of like guessing too like what you what what of all your beautiful talents and qualities are they you know looking for so I think yeah. you're it because you're right it is a different spectrum but talk more about it about being Latina how does that how does that make you feel as a business owner being out there yeah I personally love uh just being able to have a community in Madison now when I grew up mm-hmm. there were very few Latinos and it felt very kind of distanced now you know if if I love saying like, oh, well, I'm a Latina. I am Mexicana. And even on like social media, not being um, so shy as maybe I was once trying to assimilate when I was growing up um, of being like, you know, I'm not going to show my like, you know, Mexican earrings or whatever. And also, you know, growing up with uh, the idea of, well, you're either speaking one language or you're speaking another. And since my business is myself, it's my brand, I have also shifted that to be bicultural, bi-national, because soy de aquí, pero soy de allá. I'm from here, but I'm also from there. Like, uh-huh. I, I'm from, from both sides. And if you're going to invest in the product that I'm giving you, you should also know that that product is influenced by mm-hmm. my person. Mm, I love that. I love that. That's all what we've been talking about. Like, you're my third Latina business. And that's all we've been talking about. Like, oh my gosh, I just love how much family becomes part of our businesses. And I think that's a lot for not just, you know, businesses in Wisconsin, but a lot of white, black, Asian American family businesses are all family. We're really like, because of what you just said, you called in the German. Like, we have (laughs) a lot of Germanic and a Norwegian background. And then that's like small business. It's really family businesses. I I don't know if a lot, if that's the whole story of our country, but I kind of that is the story of the Midwest uh, because mm-hmm. of farming and so forth. So I think uh, when you said forestry, I was like, how incredibly <laughs> random is that? But that yeah. is something we do find a lot. <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, there's a lot of forest here. I can see completely why um, yeah. people studying forestry in Mexico would want to come here. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, um, I'm also kind of apologetic about just showing my culture on like my social media platforms or speaking Spanglish now. I I don't think that I want to assimilate anymore. Like I, this is who I am and who I've, I've grown up to be. And, um, so I think being a Latina will put me 
you know, in the running for some things and probably not in some others. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay. Not every, I'm not for everybody and everybody's not for me. And that's just kind of like on the, this is my ML photo side. Yeah. The, the freelancer side, right. That still wants to, you know, go shoot video for whatever corporate client yes. and in video and in film, the industry is a little different. And when you have a short Latina that comes to crew on the camera side, sometimes, uh, mm. you know, pushback, like yeah. you're not going to be able to lift that. You, you don't, you're not going to know. How to, um, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> like, how about two kids on both hits? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or like, I remember coming in, uh, I was waiting for a client in the lobby and at the time there was also like seasonal employees. And so they saw me physically and they were like, oh, will you go there? I'm like, no, no, sir. I'm waiting for somebody else. Thank you. So it's, you know, some of that sort of pushback as well. That even though the Latino community in Madison has grown, some things are still, yeah, they still need to be worked on. We still need to be worked on. And that will yeah. only help grow the economic growth of this, of our state Yes, you know, and do so much better with the arts. And this is artistic. You're also the third artist based, <laughs> um, artisanary based, uh, business that we've interviewed. And just to talk about the now, what, how it affected, um, your business, how you had to pivot from, from in-person to now, Hey, I'm doing the background in a major company. Talk a little bit about that moment when you had to, you know, it was, I don't know if I could define it into one specific moment, but it was a a long series of conversations where it was real. The gist of it was, do I focus on my craft or do I focus Mm. on finding a way to use my abilities to sort of help us stabilize as a family in a time where we don't know what's going on. You know, we don't, my husband is a teacher. And so that was also really difficult Mm -hmm. um, during that time. So it was, uh, it was, there were some hard choices that had to be made. And, you know, some of those hard choices were like, okay, well, I'm not going to experiment right now on, you know, different things I could do with like flash photography. It's not my time right now to get creative. It is my time to, figure out how to use my skills and the trade that I've honed now for, I don't know, more than 10 years at this point. Like, how can I use them to help the family out and out right. of this pandemic? Um, cut to two years later. Now I'm like, okay, well now I can get creative. Now I have oh, that, time, no. that luxury of, of like not only setting my own hours, but also, you know, splitting that time between childcare and creativity and uh, clients and work and blah, blah, blah. And networking, community, engagement. And one of the major projects coming up for me too is just sort of uh, because my communications Tec de Monterrey voice in my head is like, you need to, you know, look at your your business and really make it what you want now. Or don't, or shift again, but I don't want to. (laughs) Not right now. Uh, yeah, I love having this conversation with you, Myra. You've you've touched on so many different aspects about our community, about culture, about how to pivot and going and giving back to your family too. And like how you said, you know, it was a time for you to pause on that, but now you're back. <laughs> it sounds like you know that you're reclaiming this time that you spent from the pandemic. Um, and also, I just thank you for sharing about how important vaccination was to your family. And I'm really glad that you're here with us, all boosted, and you also here as a another mother, you know, I'm sure you were quite happy when the zero to five vaccinations came yes. out. Yes, 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 yes. 
Ugh, yes, but unfortunately, I do have to be open and say my kid isn't vaccinated yet, vaccinated yet, not because we haven't wanted to, but because of schedules and time and just, you know, things get in the way. And you're like, okay, well, that's going to take quick, but oh, I have to go schedule it and blah, blah, blah. So I think um, having the information out of where one can get vaccinated readily available is, is really helpful. Oh, absolutely. Vaccinations.gov. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for sharing your story uh, with us. And people can visit Myra on Instagram as, ooh, let me just spell it out for y'all. My, it's M-A-Y, May Linares, L-I-N-A-R-E-S on Instagram. You can also um, find her on online too. We'll have that in our show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Yes, this has been <laughs> such an awesome conversation. I'm so glad we got to know each other right here right now with everybody nos vemos entonces cuídense adios and thank you for listening and tune in for more episodes coming up soon a special thank you to our sponsor the wisconsin department of health services please take a moment to visit their website at www.dhs.wisconsin.gov or call 608-266-1865 and get informed on how your business can stay healthy